ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Hello, friends. Good evening. Welcome to 2024. Woo! Woo! going to be a great year, Alana. I I think so. Do you have any resolutions while we're on the subject? <laughs> you know, I did not prepare for that question. I should have. Um, I don't really do resolutions, um, but I try to do like what things am I continuing to work on? So, um, and I have a sheet that I use every year and it's like, you know, for 2024, one thing I want to learn, one thing I want to give, one thing I want to, um, obtain, you know, one thing I want to continue working on, you know, but it's like, there's like 10 of them and I should have had that prepared because I should have known you were going to ask. Um, but I do that sheet every year because it's kind of open-ended. What are we working on this year? But without having a hard, finite deadline, kind of a goal. Um, so that's how I do new year's resolutions. Cause I'm about growth in the journey and I'm not about hard deadlines. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I don't have anything too, too major, but I guess I would say, um, you know, there's a lot of exciting things this year, but one of them is my middle child will be leaving for college. And so, uh, probably one of my things that I will need to work on is, you know, letting go and embracing them, stepping into adulthood and finding, you know, independence and freedom and all the things. And I'm excited for them. So hopefully that will go smoothly, but it is always hard. Um, so that's probably one of my things I'll work on is, you know, letting go and letting them spread their wings and fly. Yeah. That's a really tough one. I'm sure I'm not a parent, but I'm sure that's really tough. I feel like with the kids in general, I see them both as like children and they're both like teenagers and, you know, like you said, my sibling's about to go to college. So like being like, I can't tell you really what to do anymore is weird. One in two weeks, that, that one will be 18. So then I really won't be able to tell them what to do anymore. But I trust this child and I think they have good judgment and are smart and all the things. So, you know, I'm, I'm confident that they'll do really well, but you know, it's, yeah, the letting go is always hard. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be something I'll need to work on in the fall of next year or in 2024. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense to me. Um, what about you resolutions? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just something that's been ongoing since last year for me, which is like, I was in grad school, or like school in general, but grad school for so long. And like, I really got out of the habit of reading and writing for pleasure because like that just school was a lot. And like, by the time I was done reading, the last thing I wanted to do is read a book. Um, and so I think yeah. this year I'm going to like do a very like easy, like easy for me goal of like trying to read 10 books this year, just to like get back in the habit of reading. Um, And I already have like four books like sitting on my kitchen table that I like want to read. So I just need to like pick one up. and read. (laughs) Um, But I just, yeah, I think I I really, especially in terms of reading, like I used to read all the time. I read really fast. I used to not make an excuse for it. And I think I really did the past couple of years of school, which is fair and valid. I'm not saying like I was not doing enough, but uh yeah, just wanting to get back into it because I miss it. And then writing because same thing. I used to write all the time for fun. And now I no longer have to write for papers. And so I should write for fun again. So, <laughs> yeah, 
actually, since you brought up books, I do have a goal that um, I'm working on starting uh, January 1st. I'm going to start my book, um, but it's a workbook. I'm going to work through uh, The Body is Not an Apology Workbook by Sonia Renee Taylor. And for anybody that has not read that book, if you have any like issues with your body or feeling not good enough or any of that stuff, that woman's book crushes it because she talks about societal pressure and beauty standards and all the things, um, you know, but really talks about how we need to practice radical self-love and beauty at all sizes and shapes. And, um, you know, but she definitely talks about the racket and how much money is made off of shaming women, making them feel bad about themselves. Um, she also mentions trans people and she does mention men a bit, but it's mostly geared towards women and trans people. Um, but, uh, it's a wonderful book that I read in 2020 and, uh, you know, I didn't know about the workbook back then. So now that I know about the workbook, I'm going to work through the workbook. And that is a goal I have for 2024 because, you know, she's amazing. If you haven't read it, you got to read it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, well, pivoting a little bit, but do you have... Anything special you're drinking this evening? For yeah, I am. Um, you know that my one of my office mates has a membership to a brewery called The Brewery, but it's B-R-U-E-R-Y. Mm-hmm. And um, so they have all kinds of wonderful beers that we've tried when we were visiting at my friend's house. And so this time I found this one at the shop and it's a one that I haven't tried before. It's called Catch Me If You Can. And it's a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout brewed with molasses, ginger, um, graham cookies, and spices. So I'm going to crack this one open, and hopefully it's delicious. Hmm. That sounds good. I, I don't hear about ginger a lot as like a, a brew. Yeah. Like at least yeah, it sounds beer. like a dessert. Okay. Sounds- so let's see. We're going to crack that open. Take a sip. Take a sip. Let us know. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's very, um, gingerbread cookie kind of vibe. Very Christmassy, I think. Um, yeah, it's good. I like dessert. So I love a dessert beer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the, isn't there like the gingerbread rhyme? Like you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Okay. I run, run, run just as fast as you can. I don't know um, if any other uh, millennials remember this book, but um, if y'all know of The Stinky Cheese Man, which is a ripoff of The Gingerbread Man, he also says that. Um, So for some reason, when you said that, I immediately thought of The Stinky Cheese Man, not The Gingerbread Man, and then connected the ginger. So you're welcome. Well, now, Alana, if you're going to share that much, you should share that, I don't know what grade you were in, that you were in The Stinky Cheese Man play. Yes, I was. <laughs> I played well because that's like a story, a short story, and a book of stories. And so I was the queen and the princess and the pea version of that story. But we also did do the stinky cheese man. I believe one of my classmates uh, was the stinky cheese man, and it was fabulous. I yeah, think- it was. What grade were you in? <laughs> do you remember what grade you were in? Yeah, I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah. It was fun. It was grand fun. <laughs> um, uh, are you but, drinking anything? Yeah, I am actually still working through my Christmas discount box of beer. So today I have a delicious IPA from Stone Brewery. It's called Delicious IPA? Delicious IPA. Oh, okay. 
Mm. Well, is it delicious? Does it live up to its title? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think I'm not going to lie. I think I like the go-to IPA that I had last time a bit more, but this one's pretty solid too. Okay. I'd have one more. <laughs> okay. Um, any what the ale moments, I guess, before we get into our, our topic here. Um, you know, I think mine's going to be along the same theme that I've had the past few weeks is um, this damn dog that I'm trying to train is very difficult. He's trying to destroy my house and he's pooping and peeing all over my floor. And um, yeah, it's very exciting and fun to clean up after him all day, every day. So I am working with him. I'm trying hard, but it is frustrating. Yeah, dog dogs are frustrating. Um, sorry if you heard a weird noise there. The dog I'm dog sitting decided to like roll into the table. Um, but yeah, okay. Let me think. What the ill moments for me? I think oh, what the ill moment for me is that um I went ice skating and I did not fall down. And I normally fall once and I was pretty proud of myself for not falling at all. <laughs> you know, our crew did really well because you're two godfathers and, you know, the one godfather, we haven't skated with him since you were little, but he fell like multiple times and had to use the baby cart to push around the ice because he was so bad and he did not fall once. And his husband also did not fall once. Um, and I did not fall. My middle child did not fall. Like, I think we all kind of crushed it. Yeah, I think I think we cracked the code. I don't know, man. It was great. <laughs> well, I was just bummed though because I like to skate fast, and there was way too many little kids going all different kinds of directions that they're not supposed to go with their little carts. Yeah. Um, that I could not. I would start going fast, and I'd immediately have to slow myself down because there was just nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wish, I wish there was more room. I feel like for me, it's harder to skate slow than to skate fast. So I found myself like getting like tired or whatever faster. Cause I was like, I'm not skating at a speed. I enjoy. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and it was uh, nice outdoors. The weather was lovely. Yeah. It was a great day. Like good day for it. Um, well, anyway, should we tell the people what our topic is for our lovely flight? Yes, I think you should. And welcome to our flight, our January flight. And happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Happy new year. Happy new year. We'll probably say it a lot. So um, I decided to really scare you all with a topic that really terrifies me, which is haunted dolls. So each took two dolls and they're pretty, pretty well-known ones. If you're familiar with haunted dolls um you might recognize some of the names so we just wanted to dive into them all a little bit give you some spooky stories and uh yeah I think you have the first doll we're gonna cover right mom yeah so I've got one boy and one girl doll and you've got one boy and one girl doll however there are debates about what kind of entities are inside of these dolls and I know like one particular doll, it said that there are multiple entities that are some male, some female, some maybe demonic. So um, yeah, so, but I'm gonna start with my boy doll okay. um, and his name is Harold the doll. Hey Harold, welcome to the hey, podcast. Harold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
it's not really clear where the doll originally came from, but um, the doll was sold to a man at a flea market uh, for about $20. And as the man started walking away, um, and I will say before he even bought the doll, the man who has had the doll was kind of like, why do you want the doll? And I'm not sure if I'm selling the doll, um, but eventually sold it. But as he was walking away, um, the man came running after him and said, I feel like I need to tell you the history of this doll. Okay. And so the man stopped to listen to the story and he was told that the man, the original owner of the doll, um, he said the doll was given to his son as a gift. And then shortly after receiving that gift, his son died. Oh. And so the man left the doll inside of his son's room, but he would start hearing singing and laughing coming from the room. And when he would come in, you know, nothing, there would be nobody in there, um, just the doll. And that the doll would be like looking at him, sometimes smiling. Um, so he felt very unsafe with the doll. Oh. And he tried to burn the doll. And if you see the doll, there are definitely like parts of it that are like damaged, but not like it doesn't look burned. He said the, the doll wouldn't burn. Um, oh. And so, uh, so, but the new owner was just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and took the doll home. Um, um, hold on. This person heard that <laughs> and thought, I want this in my house. Yeah. Yeah, I think this guy was kind of like, he liked antiques and things like that. So, um, yeah, so he took the doll. And within a few days of owning the doll, his cat died. Oh. And he started hearing voices. Okay. And his girlfriend left him. Oh. Um, so lots of different things happen. Why did And so he started. Well, see, I don't know. There was one article that said she left him for the pool boy. I don't know if that's a factual detail or if that's just a fun, like stereotype <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's accurate, but that was what one of the articles said. Interesting. Okay. Um, so anyways, he decided to sell it on eBay and there were over a hundred thousand views on eBay mm -hmm. and there was a winning bid of $700, but the woman ended up not paying and so the next bid was for $300 and um, apparently like she was experiencing all kinds of weird things. So she did not keep the doll and um, resold the doll. And then the next owner started to hear noises. And when she would go to investigate, it was kind of like the first guy where, you know, he would see um, she would see Harold sitting in his chair and then like smiling at her. But like the voices and singing and noises would stop when she would walk in. Weird. Okay. So the doll um, continued to change hands, you know, many times. There was even one owner that invited a friend over. And a month later, the friend developed a brain tumor and died. And then another friend took Harold and then he found fell down a flight of stairs and died within a month of owning the doll. Wow. So everywhere wow. this dolls go I mean if you're lucky it's just voices and laughing and you know things like that but if you're unlucky you know your cat might die your dog might die your friend might die um so yeah he, people say he's a pretty scary doll and then in 2004 Anthony Quinata uh won the doll on an eBay bid and um 
he like just wanted to get answers about like, you know, what's going on with the doll. And um, so, but he, um, he ended up uh, publishing a book that came out in 2015, just talking about his experiences with Harold and like what kind of things he noticed or heard or that, you know, whatever those things were. And then within um, like a day of the book, like him finishing the manuscript, mm-hmm. his dog died. Oh, and, and he believes Harold killed his doll. So the dog was named with chance and he had a herniated diaphragm and his abdominal organs were like up in his chest and the veterinarians could not explain how this would happen. And he didn't have any like fractured bones or um, broken bones or anything to suggest he was like injured or hit in a car. So there was no explanation about how that would happen, but that was a day after the manuscript was finished. Oh, wow. And I did not have time to read this man's book, but um, I just pulled some of the things that he said. So I don't know how exactly he knows all of these things because I have not read the book. And in the reading that I could find, it doesn't explain how he knows these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that um, uh, like he believes that there are four human and one non-human spirit involved in this doll. Um, he says the non-human entity he calls it the prince of hell mm-hmm. and he says there's also one entity that does call himself Harold. Okay. Um, and you know, the, the article I read says, I know his real name and even the have photos of him when he was alive and how he died and the address that he lived at when he died. Um, but again, like this is like an excerpt from the book. So I don't know the details of that because that was not in any of the articles that I could find. Uh huh. Um, and then, um, uh, there also is supposedly a young woman and her younger sister who are said to be held prisoner by the demon that's, you know, encased in the doll. And he depicted all of this in the cover of his book. Um, Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he says that the the boy who calls himself Harold is related to those two girls in some way when they were alive. So, um, so anyways, I don't know how he knows all of that, but that's who he thinks is in there. And, you know, he says he's like doing an ongoing investigation to try to answer all the questions that he can't find. But yeah. there's still a lot of like unsafe things happening around the doll. And so he keeps the doll like um, out of the public eye much of the time and it was like being kept in a suitcase and um even being hidden in a storage unit for a long time oh wow okay now i did see i came across a couple of youtube videos of you know i don't know who this man was you can't see the man but he's talking and he's trying to like get a response from harold on like an ovulus and things like that mm-hmm. um and i don't you know to me, the voice wouldn't match what I would think Anthony Quinata would sound like. And maybe that's just me stereotyping. But the guy in the video sounds like a much older man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that older man was somebody who had Harold before or has him now or, you know, what the timeline of all of that was. Um, but there are videos where he's trying to get a reaction. They're pretty boring videos. <laughs> There's not much there. Mm-hmm. Um, just some blogs, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's 
the story about Harold. So Alana, what do you think about our little Harold? Would you want to be friends with him? Yeah, I mean, I think Harold's interesting because I remember some other podcast did Harold and whoever is Harold's current uh, caretaker, which is how he describes himself. Um, it sounds like, he, like, like I know at one point, uh, Zach Bagans like had wanted to take Harold into his museum and the caretaker was like, absolutely not. Um, but I'm not sure like what the hold was on Harold or why, you know, like, I don't know details, but I know that that was part of that. Um, yeah, and I did just try to Google like, where is Harold now? But every article that comes up is like from 2014, 2015. And I couldn't find anything that was like much later than that. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he ever ended up in the museum. I did try to look, but I couldn't find him. So yeah, I mean, at least in 2021, when I was there, he was not there, but I'm pretty sure I remember the caretaker having like turned Zach down and was like, absolutely. Well, not. and that's what it like is everything that I read that this guy, you know, Anthony has said, I mean, it sounds like he's just planning to keep him and continue doing his own investigation. Um, and, but again, all of these articles were back in 2014, 2015. I just couldn't find anything that said it has changed hands since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Anyway, so I don't actually know where Harold is. He may still be in that same caretaker's hands um, because that's how he framed it was that he was planning to keep him and keep him in the suitcase, but continue investigating. So I don't know, but he sounds pretty creepy. I would not want to meet him. Yeah. Kind of feeling like, yeah, I don't need anything happening to my pets or my kids or my, you know, health or falling downstairs. No, and I feel like most of the haunted dolls I've read about I mean, you hear about them moving or making noises or whatever when you're not in the room, but you never hear about, or, well, you do. There are definitely some where people get injured and people get hurt, but it's very scary to think about, like, something being that yeah. So. Um, well, and my next doll has some power, so we're going to get to her, but I think you've got one to come in between. I do. We're going to do one more palette cleanser before we get to our heavy hitters. Um, we definitely wanted to start with the easier dolls, I think. Um, so I decided to cover Key West's most cursed object. Do you know who he is? Um, I think, is that one, is it Michael or something? Mike, is it, what is his name? Robert the doll. Robert. Robert the doll. Yes. Robert the doll. I totally watched a whole video about him and I couldn't think of his name. Um, but yeah, I hear there's lots of creepy energy around him and that you have to be very careful not to offend him. Yes. Robert is a, uh, is a lovely doll who likes to hold a grudge. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, and before we go further, um, just for the record, to all the dolls out there, welcome to the podcast. We're talking about you out of respect. We're not trying to hurt feelings. We're just telling yes. stories. Just want to say that now. <laughs> uh, yes, we definitely do not want to offend any of the dolls. We just want to share your stories respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> Please don't curse us. Yes. We uh, apologize in advance if we get anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's one specifically I'm nervous about, which is exactly why I'm not leaving my house tonight. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to Robert. So 
Around the turn of the century, a young boy named Eugene Robert Otto was given a handmade doll. And there's like two stories. One story is that a servant gave him the doll. One story is that his grandfather gave him the doll. Um, the main thing that I found about the doll is that it was made by the Steiff uh, toy company in Germany. Um, and it was like dressed as a little boy with brown hair in a sailor suit who was holding a toy dog. He was 40 inches high, which I feel like is pretty big for a doll. Um, and it was like custom designed or fashioned after uh, Eugene's appearance. And I'm just going to say now Eugene goes by Gene. So we're going to call him Gene. Um, just okay. to make it easier. Um, but when Gene was younger, he lived in Key West, Florida, in a house known as the artist's house. Apparently it was called that because his grandfather was an artist of some sort. So that's why the origin story of who gave him the doll differs because some say like the eccentric artist got him the doll. Some say a servant gave him the doll. Um, but at the time the boy was really attached to the dog or the doll, the doll, not the dog. Um, and it seemed pretty ordinary, but there was a weird incident where Jean woke up and saw Robert sitting at the end of his bed, staring at him. And within a few minutes, his mother heard Jean screaming and she heard the sounds of furniture being turned over. And when she tried to go into his room to check on Jean, uh, the door was locked and she hmm. was finally able to open it. And Jean was curled up in complete fear in his bed, like crying. And Robert was just sitting at the foot of the bed. And oh my gosh. the only thing Jean could say was Robert did it. And apparently this happened pretty much any time something weird happened in the house. He would just be like, Robert did it. Robert did it. Um, so some things that the family experienced when they had Robert was that they would often hear Gene talking to the doll and then someone would answer back in a different voice. They don't know if Gene was, you know, using voices or if Robert was actually answering him. Um, and they claimed, the parents claimed that they actually did see the doll speak and his expression change. So, oh. you know, there's, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but it's a little spooky. Um, there were also, apparently they would hear Robert giggling from other rooms and they actually saw him running up the stairs. And they said it was oh. common that he would be staring out of an upstairs bedroom window. Um, but they would actually see him run up the stairs? That's what they say. Oh my goodness. Okay. Which is like some nightmare fuel. I absolutely don't want it. No offense, Robert. I just, not in my house, you know? <laughs> um, but Gene basically lived with Robert until he died. So later in life, he moved back into his parents' house after they passed away with his wife, Anne. And Anne wasn't very comfortable with Robert. She felt like something was super off. And so after some arguing, Gene reluctantly agreed to put Robert in the attic and like locked him up in a nice little box. Um, so he wouldn't do any harm or anything. And Robert did not like his new arrangement. So okay. neighbors would often hear pacing back and forth in the attic. They would hear devilish giggling neighborhood kids started saying that they saw Robert staring at them from the bedroom window. 
um, that he would sit in apparently when he, when, uh, Gene was a kid and that Robert would like mock them as they walked to school. Um, and Gene was like, okay, like he shouldn't be in that window. There's no way like he's in the attic. And when Gene went to the bedroom, sure enough, Robert was sitting in a chair in front of the window. Um, and this happened several times. Like Gene would put Robert back in the attic. Robert would show up back in the bedroom. So he really did not like the attic. He wanted to be in that window. Um, and then Gene passed away in 1974 and the new owner uh, found Robert in the house and he let his daughter have Robert um, when they moved in. And she claimed pretty immediately that Robert was alive and that he had said that he wanted to hurt her. Um, apparently oh. her parents often woke up to her screaming and saying that Robert was moving on his own around the room. Um, and they also heard like footsteps and giggling and things. And so they gave Robert to the East Morello Fort in Key West, uh, which is a museum where people from around the world can see him. So the theories are kind of interesting. The main one is that um, the reason why Robert, you know, is possessed or something is because the servant who gave Jean the doll was mistreated by her bosses and she had cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. Um, again, I don't know any, like there wasn't a description of the servant. Like, I don't know if she is someone from a culture where voodoo is prevalent. Um, so I don't really know. Um, and some people thought that like, maybe the curse was on like the auto family. So maybe something they thought of was like, oh, well, you would think the spell would wear off after they all died, but Robert actually does still seem to have a bit of an impact on people. Um, okay. So he currently is, like I said, housed in the, oh my gosh, I lost it. The, Mor the East Morello Fort. Um, they built him a nice little yeah. display case where he's sitting on a stool. Um, and he, um, does a few little different tricks here and there. So one very popular one is that he really doesn't like his photo being taken. Um, mm. And apparently a lot of people will go to take pictures of the doll or, you know, take pictures with the doll, that type of thing. And yeah. um, the cameras will malfunction or there will be nothing in the, like a black, you know, thing in the photo or something. And then as soon as they leave the little museum, the cameras start working again. Um, hmm. Yeah, I watched a I watched a um, YouTube video about it, and like these three guys took pictures, you know, like selfies with him, mm -hmm. and then they also like were trying to use like um, a planchette to like draw, you know, have something drawn. And it looked like a circle and maybe like a hat. So they were like, oh, this looks like it's supposed to be a picture of him. And they each did a drawing of him after that because they were like, oh, it feels like the planchette's trying to draw him. So they each did their own drawing of him. But they were kind of like joking around and laughing at each other's pictures and stuff. And then they felt like Robert was offended by that because like later one of them started feeling like violently ill and almost threw up and like 
you know, the other ones were just kind of feeling a little off or whatever. And so they all came back and apologized if they offended him um, because they were all starting to feel not well. Yeah. Um, so you actually touched on my next point, which is oh, okay. current caretaker says that Robert gets a lot of mail. And yes, I forgot this. Robert does not get fan mail. He gets apology letters because a lot of times if people say something that is rude to Robert, something that would offend Robert, they get in car accidents, relationships break up, divorces, violent illnesses immediately after. Um, one little girl sent a letter because she started experiencing bullying for the first time. I mean, I don't wow. know about the bullying, but people do tend to have reactions or adverse experiences after saying something offensive to Robert. So people write apology letters to him. Um, and I will say the current caretaker, she answers, uh, responds to all the letters, you know, from Robert saying, Hey, like, you know, this is what I think is going on or whatever. Um, and she personally has not had any negative experiences. She does not sense any negative vibes at all. Um, huh. So she's not really sure why people think that, but she is also responsible for his annual checkup where she makes sure that everything on Robert's doll form is okay. So that is my... He appreciates the caregiving. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he appreciates having someone to take care of him. But that's my overview of Robert. Um, what do you think, mom? What, like, do you think it, he was cursed? Like, why do you think this doll is behaving this way? You know, I don't really know, but it definitely seems like he does hold a grudge and there is like, like punishing behavior if you offend him. So, um, you know, if I was anybody who was going to go visit Robert, I would be very respectful when you're in his face and like, yeah, I probably wouldn't take pictures. I definitely wouldn't draw pictures. I would not make comments about what you, you know, what you think he looks like or any of that stuff, unless it's to say he's very handsome. Um, because yeah, he definitely seems like a punishing kind of a spirit. So I would avoid all of that if I were you. Yeah. And like, why offend a haunted doll? Like, just like, don't do it y'all. Like <laughs> That yeah. seems logical to me. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah. I guess it is your turn, Mama. All right. And I am going to um, a famous doll named Peggy. Ooh, this chick is wild. This doll is wild. She's wild. So uh, Peggy is a little blonde hair, blue eyed, cute little Bob doll. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of became famous. Um Really, it was like in 2015 where there is a British paranormal investigator named Jane Harris and a woman reached out to her and begged for help after um, she had purchased Peggy in a garage sale. And she reports that it started to cause her pretty severe nightmares and a mysterious illness like she just was not feeling well. Um, and so she was very afraid of the doll and asked Jane Harris to come and investigate and maybe take custody of the doll. Oh, so wow. Peggy agreed to take the doll 
And that previous buyer, like she was so afraid of Peggy that she had locked her in an outdoor shed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, once Jane Harris took over the doll, um, within a few days, she became so ill that she could barely leave her bed. Oh, wow. And she started to have hallucinations and hear, uh, noises whenever Peggy was in the house. And it wasn't until another paranormal investigator came to remove the doll that Harris started to feel a little bit better. Okay. So, um, there's a couple of different theories. I mean, they're kind of similar. So like one might just take it a step further, but Mm -hmm. psychics that have examined Peggy, uh, Mm -hmm. believe that, um, she might be the spirit of a, a London woman who was born in 1946. And that that woman attached herself to the doll. Um, This woman later, she had died of like a respiratory condition. Mm -hmm. And um, some psychics say it was like asthma related, but it's unclear. Um, And then people, the psychics believe that Peggy was like restless and frustrated because she was persecuted in life. Hmm. Now I'm going to go down to what some other investigators have said um because you know the idea of being persecuted in life there's a little bit more to that story that some psychics believe um and that has to do with the fact that they think that she um might be a jewish and it's um there's a few different reasons for that Mm -hmm. so one is that um she seemed to have like a reaction to across the, they used to have her wear a, a crucifix around her neck oh, wow. and people said that her energy was much more negative and hostile when she had that on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, and I think that, that she has links to the Holocaust and maybe that she was persecuted in life in that way. Like if she was a part of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. there was some automatic writing that was done mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when they were trying to communicate with her and investigate with her and the, um, the word star and David came up. And so they think that's a link that might mean she was a Jewish woman who maybe went through the Holocaust and was persecuted then. Um, so those are some explanations of why, you know, she might have some anger or revenge kind of behaviors or that kind of thing, because maybe she was very, very mistreated in life. Um, and I'm going to go back to the other theory that this woman, London woman, maybe died with like respiratory stuff. Um, you know, I mean, the psychics, they, they're all a little bit different in the stories, but when you think about the Holocaust, like, you know, the respiratory stuff could have been like being gassed or something. I don't know. Does, um, I mean, maybe this came up for you, but did you see anything about her potentially, impacting certain groups of people haunting certain people certain appearances anything like that like if there is maybe a link to the holocaust i'm just curious no but let's get into who she's impacting (laughs) (laughs) impacts pretty much anybody that sees her okay so yeah so um so the the deal is is that harris at some point uploaded a video on youtube um And many, many viewers said that they immediately reported having effects um, after just seeing her in the video. And it was nearly 100 people that reached out saying they felt headaches. They felt a lot of anxiety. Um, One woman reported that she had a heart attack shortly after seeing the video. 
Um, a lot of them reported um, just like a lot of anxious energy or like feeling very scared. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of those kind of things. And then there were other people that said they were, um, you know, they were impacted by having like pretty significant nightmares. There were people that reported that they, um, like their device, their screen would freeze with her face on it. Um, or that their electronics would like flash on and flash off their lights would flicker while watching the video of her. Um, mm -hmm. and some people even say when looking at a photograph, they experience some of these things. Right. So, um, I've, I've so yeah. And before yeah and a lot of people will say that like um even after watching the video they'll still feel ill or they'll feel like somebody's in the room with them like a a, a kind of like evil spirit is in the room with them mm -hmm. um so um you know i mean just all kinds of things and like the migraines and headaches are are pretty common mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so Jane Harrison, you know, she got all of these like messages, like saying, you know, she, this, she's impacting me. She's, all these things are happening. Um, so she ended up putting a warning on, you can still see the video, but there's like a warning on it saying like, watch at your own risk. You might have these symptoms, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and then um, one lady said that she opened a photograph, you know, of Peggy and that was when her, um, her computer froze and then she felt like her room went completely cold. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, um, and like people said light bulbs were blowing out and, you know, so, I mean, it was all kinds of stuff, but it was all either during or shortly after watching the video or seeing the pictures. Okay. Um, okay. And then, um, there was a, um, a woman that told, uh, Jane Harris that she, um, felt like that, uh, the woman, it, she felt like it was the woman who was possessing the doll, um, came to her in a dream warning her about one of her cats. And then the next day she found that her cat was very ill and then the cat ended up dying the next day. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's scary. And then, um. I know. And then, you know, it did seem like Jane Harris, because I watched some videos with her and the doll, and she did kind of seem bonded with the doll a little bit. Like she changes her clothes and like brushes her hair. And like, you know, I don't know. She seemed kind of bonded with the doll, but she says she's just investigating the doll. Um, and there was a, um, a woman that uh, she's like a, you know, up and coming kind of medium and her name was Lindy. And she said that, um, after, you know, um, you know, seeing Peggy, she started having like on whenever she would post on Facebook about Peggy, her, um, comments would like repeat themselves and it didn't happen on any other social media, just on Facebook, but it was because she had seen the doll through Facebook. Hmm. And so that was a weird thing. And then, um, she said that her dog, like she was, she was, um, commenting on other threads and nothing happened. And then as soon as she went back to Facebook, the same thing was happening and her dog started barking. And then she felt like her face was like very flushed and hot. Mm -hmm. And then she felt like she wasn't alone. So she ended up apologizing to Peggy because she thought like, 
maybe Peggy disapproved of some of the comments she was making um, and her symptoms stopped. So it's kind of like with Robert, you know, I think when you apologize, maybe you, some of it'll stop. Yeah, maybe. Um, now in November, 2015, a uh, Catholic priest advised them to use holy water and to like weekly and to recite the prayer of Archangel St. Michael. Uh, and this, the recommendation came after Jane received three scratches. So it was the first time there was like a physical attack like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were advised to do that. And then, um, you know what that means, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. So the three scratches is a sign of demonic possession, um, and a mocking of the Holy Trinity. Yep. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so that would be different than, you know, the idea that she's this woman from London or Holocaust victim or survivor or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but that like goes back to the whole, like, if it's a demonic thing that would kind of back the idea that the doll doesn't seem to like ha to have the crucifix around their neck. That too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And then I am going to go into Mr. Zacky Zach Biggins. Zach attack. Zach Zach attack. Thank yeah. You. So in April, 2016, uh, Peggy was featured on deadly possessions with Zacky Zach and his crew. Um, and so I watched, um, I watched part of it and it was like, so he was interviewing, um Jane Harris and she brought Peggy in like with a like her head was cut like she had a bag over her head or something and mm -hmm. he was like why does she have a bag over her head and she was like well I just kind of wanted to like talk to you about her before I show her to you um you know kind of like fair warning kind of thing mm -hmm. and while they were talking all of a sudden you see like a fly land on Zach's head and he's like what you know and then all you know there was like flies and so he was like, are you seeing this? Like all, you know, there was like multiple flies, like swarming around him only, hmm. which was very weird. And you could see it on camera that there were like flies around him. And then, um, and that was like, I think that was even before he saw her face. Wow. And then, um, yeah. And then after, you know, she took the bag off the head, um, the camera in that room that they were in went out and like the, the, all the cameras in the rest of the like museum space, they were all still working, but just the camera in that room went out. Mm -hmm. Um, so they came in to tell him that the camera went out. And so Jane, you know, she got up and went somewhere and Aaron came to Zach and was like, what is going on with you? Because he could see that Zach's energy was like different. And he was like, man, are you about to rage? And Zach was like, yeah, like I am like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And Aaron was like, dude, you got to get out of here. You got to get out and go get some fresh air. And it's hard to see in the video. It looks like Zach maybe kicked something or hit something. I couldn't tell if it was a kick or a hit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he was sort of getting ragey. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. When does Zach not get ragey? Let's be real. But, you know, it is uncharacteristic for most people to feel anger and that like rage vibes okay friends so um as I was talking about Miss Peggy I think I pissed her off because from Alana's end I froze and from my end my um zoom completely shut down it says my wi-fi is not working but it says I have four bars it wouldn't reconnect um, so I'm reconnecting with my phone and I had to take my phone off Wi-Fi, even though it also said my Wi-Fi 
had full strength. So, um, anyways, weird, but here we are. Very weird. <laughs> so, um, but what I was about to say, so, um, I think I had just talked about Zach having some rageful moments. And then during a seance with Patty Negris, um, everybody started hearing an antique typewriter tapping in the other room. And the chairs began shaking and the candles began burning like very um, furiously and on demand. So, um, yeah, the seance definitely had some reactions. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to say about um, the beautiful, gifted Miss Peggy, I'm going to kiss ass a little bit because I clearly made her angry. <laughs> Um, but she has beautiful blonde eyes and a lovely little blonde bob. And yeah, she's fabulous. And you can see her because she is now at Zach's Museum in Las Vegas. So you can actually lay eyes on her um, if you would like. And I would again say that comes with a warning because people that lay eyes on her tend to have experiences. Can I say my potential Peggy experience? Sure. All right, y'all. We have not done the science for this and maybe I'll try someday soon, but I went to Vegas. I went to the haunted museum. I saw Miss Peggy and uh, that night I went out with my friends and yes, it's Vegas. I know we're drinking hangovers happen. The next day I thought I was going to die. I could not keep anything down. I like, and I drank like a lot, but I didn't have any sort of, I didn't black out. I didn't, whatever. We were hydrating because it was the summer, but still I was so sick. I couldn't eat for an entire day. I couldn't like, we tried ginger ale. We tried just super hydrating. We tried caffeine. We tried toast. We tried, I don't know, all the hangover foods, everything. I was throwing up nonstop, could not get out of bed until four in the afternoon, like ill. Um, so I'm not saying, I'm not saying Peggy did it. I'm not saying she didn't do it. I'm just saying, be careful if you uh, go out in Vegas after seeing Miss Peggy. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know, she had to do with my Zoom shutting down and my Wi-Fi for some reason saying it couldn't connect, even though it had full strength, according to everything else. Um, but if I offended you, Peggy, I apologize. I think you're lovely. Um, and I'm glad that you're in the museum and now you can, uh, have more visitors and popularity and that'll be great for you. Yeah. And actually ZB did post a really lovely portrait of you on Instagram the other day. So if folks want to go check her out, please go do so. Oh, really? He did like three days ago. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. So who knows? I don't know if like copyright, we're going to be allowed to post a picture of her. That also might be a dangerous thing for us to post a picture on the Instagram. I don't really know friends. So we're just going to say, Peggy, we respect you. And thanks for making an appearance on the pod. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, Peggy, you're beautiful. There are many scary dolls out there that actually look scary and and you know I can understand why people are afraid of them but you are lovely and I am sure you know if there was any 
um, feeling persecuted in real life. I hope that you do have some healing around that. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you. Please don't curse us. <laughs> yeah, don't curse us. We really, this is out of respect to all the dolls, not just you, but specifically you right now, Peggy. Well, well. all right, Alana. And who do you have next? Well, I had to end with probably the most famous haunted doll I've ever heard of, um, which is Miss Annabelle. So, Mom, what do you... Yeah, what do you know about Annabelle? I mean, I feel like most of what I know is, like, from the movies, so I don't know how accurate any of that is, but... Okay. I know that she does not look at anything like the doll in the movie, that she's more of a Raggedy Ann type doll. This is true. Okay. So, um, for those of you who have not heard of Annabelle, she is uh, the main sort of antagonist at the center of the Annabelle movies in the Conjuring series, which means that she is definitely one of the Warrens' most famous cases. Um so the story <laughs> So the story begins in 1970. Um a 28-year-old nurse named Donna received a Raggedy Ann doll as a birthday gift from her mom. And you know, she loved the doll, she was really excited about it, so she put the doll on her bed and initially started noticing that it would change positions, but she thought it might be her roommate. Um her roommate's name is Angie. And she was like, oh, maybe Angie's moving the doll while I'm not here, you know, like whatever, it's fine, roommate stuff. Um, and it would be yeah. simple, like the doll's legs would be crossed or she would have been propped up and then she was suddenly laying on her side or, you know, something like that. Like it, it could have like been explained, right? Like the movements. Um, so then her and Angie started finding notes around the house written on parchment paper um, and they would say things like help me or help us. Um, and they were all around the apartment. Yeah. And I do want to note that this specific paper was not anywhere in the apartment. So these scraps of paper were like materializing from nowhere, it seemed. Um, and yeah. then from there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because even if even if it wasn't like the doll doing the notes like the idea that someone is bringing in paper that's not in your own home and like leaving creepy notes is terrifying <laughs> um and that was actually yeah. a theory they had they were like maybe someone broke into our apartment maybe you know like they just they couldn't explain it but then annabelle began appearing in different rooms in the house so people were like this is freaky we don't like this like you know we respect you and everything, Annabelle, but like something seems to be going on. So the kind of turning point was um, they had a male friend who was taking a nap in the apartment and he woke up to the doll staring at him and he felt like he was being choked. Um, and oh, my gosh. Yeah. So like, um, but, you know, I think about like. We all have our like little sleep paralysis demons or where we're in between sleep or whatever. And we think we see something that's not there, you know, but imagine like an actual doll and then choking. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, no, I, oh my gosh, that would freak me out. 
Right. So like I said, initially they thought maybe there was an intruder that had come into the apartment, but they were like, this is more than that. So they decided to seek out a medium and the medium held a seance um, and they were able to make contact, I guess, with a girl named Annabelle Higgins. And uh, Annabelle claimed to be a little girl who lived on the property where the apartments were built, um, but that she died when she was seven years old. And the spirit said she felt really comfortable okay. with the girls and really comfortable showing herself to the girls um, and that she wanted to like stay with them if they were okay with like loving her and taking care of her. So what do you think? Okay. They huh? What do you think they did? I don't know. What did they do to her? They gave Miss Annabelle permission to inhabit the doll. Oh, yeah, that's not a good idea. Bad idea. Bad news bears. Don't do it. You talk to a ghost, yeah. do not invite it to possess anything. Even something as innocent as a doll. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no. So anytime anything you to enter anything, your answer is no. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, and so they had gone to a priest um, named Father Hegan, who kind of reported the activity to his father or his superior, Father Cook. And um, he decided to alert the Warrens about the girls' situation. So the Warrens came and met with the girl and the girls and the doll, and they felt that it was inhabited by a dark, inhuman host. Um or in human presence. And they felt like the, the, the doll or the entity did not want the doll as its host. It wanted one of the girls or a human host in general. And that it was like trying to manipulate the girls. Wow. It consent to basically possess them, whatever this entity was. Um, and I will say just like a quick note, a lot of times like demonologists, exorcism, people, that type of thing, they do talk about how demons will kind of present themselves as children to make humans feel safer, more comfortable. So it does make sense that maybe she was embodying the spirit of a little girl initially, if that was her goal. Um, but, oh, wow. you know, it's funny because they just like ordered an exorcism immediately. So Father Cook like helped do this, uh, this exorcism and they... Um, we're like, all right, we're going to just like take her to our museum and we're going to watch her. Like that was the hit for the girls, really. Mm. And Ed kind of joked while they were getting into the car, like, man, this is going to be a bumpy ride. Like we're going to have to like avoid the highway and just take like side streets because we're not going to make it home. Um, and so. Oh, really? So he was already like afraid of the. Yeah. Yeah. So then on the drive, apparently the brakes on their car stalled or failed several times. And so after My like gosh. the first time they were probably like, oh, that's a fluke, but it kept happening. And so um, luckily they were on the back roads. No one got hurt, but Ed ended up sprinkling holy water on her and things immediately calmed down. Um, so then oh, wow. once the Warrens made it back to their house, they decided to put the doll in the study and um, she apparently would levitate and move about the house. 
And so they wanted to test like her powers or her abilities to move. So they put her in a locked outer building of the house. Like, I don't know if it was like a shed or something, but they put her in another part of their property Hi. and she showed up back in the study. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Don't like that. Nope. Bad news bears. Throw throw the whole thing out. Um, yeah, no, bad. So they decided to lock her up. So they built a glass and wood case that had the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer inscribed on the wood. And once she was sealed in, Ed would actually pretty regularly say binding prayers. Um, oh, really? Over the, yeah, over the doll to make sure she would not escape. Um, and since being yeah. in case, she hasn't moved technically, but she has had an impact on other folks. So um, okay. claim that Annabelle is responsible for at least two near deaths and one death. And uh, oh, really? Yes. Since being encased? Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to cover those. Um, so the first was a priest was visiting her and he mocked her powers and laughed Ed's warnings off. Um, and on the way home, he was involved in a near fatal car crash, which totaled his car. And he claimed that um, in his rear view, he did end up seeing Annabelle right before the accident. Like it was like he looked in the rear view, saw Annabelle and the accident happened. Um, like I'll be mocking anymore. Yeah. People do not mock these dolls. <laughs> yeah. So the next kind of incident was, or I guess kind of my last incident was that um, another visitor was making fun of Annabelle, talking about how silly it was that a Raggedy Ann doll was possessed and like was tapping on the glass and like trying to like antagonize her. And on his way home, he lost control of his motorcycle and died on impact and his girlfriend, oh also on the motorcycle, had severe injuries, but survived. And um, she uh, claimed that right before the accident, they had been joking about Annabelle and her powers. So yeah, seriously, don't fuck balls. Why y'all joking? Seriously, so many examples. And um, I do want to say. Um, all of the articles I read wanted to make it clear that Ed and Lorraine never released the names of these people who were impacted by Annabelle. And so there's no way to actually okay. whether or not these actually happened, but um, it is still okay. interesting. If that is the case, uh, that makes her a very powerful doll yeah. and we cannot mess with her. Um, and I do yes, want to mess with her. Yeah, I would not. Um, and that's kind of all I had on Annabelle, but I do want to say that since the Warrens have passed on, their nephew is now taking care of their museum, and he often will bring her to different, like, horror conventions and things, so you can actually get a real-life picture with Annabelle the doll if you want to. Um, and, like Does I said- anything happen while out? You know, I couldn't really find a lot of stories that seemed legit, so I didn't want to include them. Like, it was a lot of, like, Reddit thread things. Um, but I'm sure... Okay. 
I'm sure people maybe have had weird things, you know, if, if she is haunted. Um, that would be interesting, though, like, if there are still weird things now that the Warrens are gone, since, you know, some people are wondering if the Warrens sometimes exaggerate things or whatever. It'd be interesting to see if those kind of things are still happening now that they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is um, Annabelle. I don't know, man. I think um, clowns and haunted dolls are kind of where I draw my line on this podcast. I don't think I want to challenge any of it. So. <laughs> I was going to say, at some point, cover the island of dolls. Girl, that that might be one of our because that's not really a case. I think it's more of a interesting. Yeah, it could be a Patreon bonus. I would love to do that. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the funny thing is, like, I had a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll when I was a kid, so mm -hmm. I'm really glad I did not know anything about Annabelle back then because I loved my Raggedy Ann and Andy, and that would have fucked up my childhood if I hadn't known about this. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, that's why the Conjuring movies did do like a porcelain doll that's a bit more creepy because they wanted to kind of remove um, that layer of like, I don't know, uh, just like innocence kind of being ruined, right? Like, <laughs> with that type of thing. I, I feel like it's more creepy because it would be scarier for the movie. But, um, but yeah, that would have messed with my childhood if I had known that this was Raggedy Ann doll that was supposedly haunted. Yeah. 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 No, it's wild. Do you have a doll that you think seems the most legit or do you think they all kind of have their own stories and it just, we might have to like visit them and see how we feel? <laughs> I mean, you know, people have had experiences with all the dolls, so I am not going to talk trash about any of them because, you know, again, respectful and all that stuff. But I mean, when you have that many stories and like, people having similar experiences who don't know each other, you know, reporting it separately, making apologies separately or whatever. I don't know. I kind of think that that all sounds pretty legit. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just going to give due respect to all of them because I'm not fucking with any of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know. Like, yeah. I think for me of, I think all the dolls are creepy. They all have creepy stories associated with them. And I think like, like I said, like I respect the, you know, the, the, their power, their, you know, whatever. But, um, I think I've heard the most stories about Peggy. Um, so much so that like, I remember a podcast I listened to did an episode about her and like people were actually getting in car accidents after that episode. And they had to do like a public apology and have since not said the dolls on the podcast. And they refer to her as PTD because they are so afraid of that happening again. So, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think all of them have weight. I think all of them have really valid stories. I've just heard the most from Peggy. Um, but I think also because she is in the haunted museum, there's probably a lot more surveillance on her. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And I, well, but a lot, I mean, yeah, a lot of surveillance or seeing her and experiencing her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like people are seeing her. She has an ovulus in the room with her at all times. She, you know, Zach has that place decked out in cameras. I mean, you're going to catch anything that happens around her. So, um, yeah, 
yeah, I think it's just, there's probably more stories because of that, but it, it's still fascinating. Yeah. To me. Um, I think they're very scary, but like, we respect you guys. We respect your journeys. We're here to support you. We wanted to tell your stories. Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, yeah. Um, I guess some quick housekeeping things. We are entering the new year, but we are sticking with our Wednesday episodes. So keep an eye out for that. Um, we have our bonus episodes for December posted. We're going to get our bonus for January posted soon. Um, and outside of that, you can keep following, liking, subscribing on Instagram at what the L pod. You could also email what the L pod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram with topic ideas or any of your own spooky stories. If you have encountered any of these dolls and have a spooky story, let us know. I am really interested in hearing them. We do not have to tell them publicly. If you just want to tell us, yeah. a story, totally fine. Um, but yeah, I think outside of that, oh, mom, I noticed we have a listener in Morocco. So hello, Morocco. What is up? Okay. On that, <laughs> I would like to come and eat all the food. <laughs> yes, I, I do love a Moroccan food. I love Moroccan music. It's a good time. Um, so yeah, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Very cool. We've like hit almost all the continents, I think, which is very cool um yeah so yeah um but outside of that I just want to say I appreciate you mama I appreciate you baby girl and we appreciate you our wonderful friends happy new year do your things just have a great time and we will continue to see you on Wednesdays bye friends